this is Dr. Tio Wan Lin, and welcome to this special episode of Science of Beauty, where I'll be chatting with the beautiful Victoria Wondersnatch, a drag queen in Singapore who also happens to be a dermatologist and a clinician scientist. On a side note, Victoria and I were actually in dermatology residency training together over a decade ago. How time flies, Victoria! Yes, thank you for having me on your podcast. Yeah, time really, really flies. I still remember all the days that we spent together training in dermatology. Yeah, you know, it feels like a really long time back, but um, you know, I think it was a really great experience uh, for us as well. And I think now that we are both dermatologists, um, you know, it's it's really a stage in our lives where we also want to give back to um, the community and the society, and especially now when um, the uh, media and the public they are acutely aware of, about the um, science and the um, you know, the medical aspect behind a lot of, uh, you know, aesthetic or beauty treatments. Um, one of the important things that I hope we are able to bring across in this podcast is um, a perspective of beauty that is both science-based as well as uh, one that, um, you know, promotes psychological wellness. Now, Victoria, before we go on, I would love for our listeners to know a little bit more about your fascinating life. I do know you are a huge fan of musical theatre and I even attended one of your performances way back. Yes, I still have that picture. I remember that picture I took with you and another one of our colleagues after my show. That was more than 10 years ago in uh, what we used to have, this Musical Mondays open mic in Singapore. I was, I'm a huge musical theatre enthusiast and I used to go to this every single month. I think I was the only person that was there every single time and each time I prepare a new song. <laughs> very, very, very on. So um, yeah, that, that, that was actually a huge interest of mine. I see. You know, I also um, read your bio about how you were influenced in your early childhood with regards to your exposure to musical theatre and how that has led to your life passion now. Would you like to share with us a little more about that? Yeah, so when I was young, my mom used to play musicals in the car all the time. At the time, we only knew, I only knew things like Cats, Les Joseph and stuff like that. And I really didn't think about the wealth of musical theatre and the history of musical theatre until I actually went to study in the United Kingdom. I went to medical school and I, when I went to the HMV there, I found these musicals, cast recordings from the 50s and 60s and that's when I really, it really blew open my horizons of musicals and I really was very passionate about it ever since. I've been in a few um, productions here and there, but um, I think because of my training, my medical training, I didn't really pursue it as much as I would have liked. Well, nevertheless, you are such a star, Victoria. Well, we all know that you are an extremely accomplished dermatologist. You've completed a PhD in hair biology in the US. Would you like to share some thoughts with our listeners on the latest advances in hair research, as well as some of the hot topics around um, hair, hair shaft disorders, scalp disorders? Yeah, I did do complete a PhD at Columbia University on hair. Um, my, my research mainly focused on 
um, the control of the hair cycle by immune cells. So um, my lab was actually very interested in the autoimmune uh, hair loss condition called alopecia areata, and it actually did come. Uh, it did come up with a new treatments for it with a, what these new molecules called the Jack inhibitors. So um, that's one of the big things about hair recently. But it's mainly re reserved for the autoimmune forms of hair loss. The usual kind of hair loss that you see for stuff like, you know, androgenetic alopecia or age-related alopecia, there's really not a lot of science going into these areas at the moment. A lot of what's available in the market and a lot of the cosmeceutical brands, unfortunately, are not backed by really good science. Um, and um, it's been, and also in humans, it's also something very difficult to study. And that's something that I'm trying to study at the moment as well. Absolutely. Now, alopecia areata for our listeners is a form of autoimmune hair loss that is psychologically very disturbing uh, because of the acute nature of hair fall and the fact that it is, um, in a sense, um, cosmetically disfiguring. It can lead to anxiety and a lot of distress in individuals who suffer from the condition. Um, in cases where it is more rapidly progressive, you can develop a form of AA known as uh, alopecia totalis or universalis, which thankfully are much rarer forms of the condition. So Victoria, in your time in New York, share with us your experiences in performing there and how you managed to expand on your passion for musical theatre. Well, New York City was probably one of the only places in the world I would have done a PhD in, and that was that was not an accident. <laughs> I did apply only to um, uh, New York um, labs when I was looking for a PhD, and that's because of my love for musical theatre and the proximity to Broadway. So um, when I was there, the first year I was in a medical student musical, Urine Town, and after that I actually started doing cabaret. I took a course of cabaret at 92nd Street YMCA, and uh, after that, the, the, the director of that course actually liked me so much that she invited me to be part of her roster of performers um, off-Broadway. So we actually did quite a lot of um, these uh, cabaret shows off-Broadway. I did maybe one, two or three a year, and it was very, very re rewarding. And I learned a lot about um, expressing myself and about um, communicating with an audience, stuff that I don't think I would have got if I stayed in Singapore. Absolutely. Now, it's very interesting how you shared about your experience and, and the perspective it gave to your life, right? Um, it sounds like you really solidified your identity during that period of time. Is that how you felt? I think my identity is constantly evolving and especially even for the, with drag. I only started doing drag really properly when I came back to Singapore. I did it once or twice um, while I was doing my PhD, but that was also in Singapore. I never really did drag overseas. But I think one, once I started to really dig in and start to really delve into the meaning of drag, it really start, made me start thinking about questions about gender and self-expression and identity as well. And that's definitely something that is still evolving. And I think um, I mentioned this in an interview, uh, interview with my sister recently that I think it also um, helps build empathy, you know, when, when I'm putting on a character or when I'm doing things that are not supposed to be meant for men or, it, or you know, it makes me think about why am I doing it and why am I and why does this make me happy and why do, do people respond the way that they do when I'm in drag? So I think that's very, those are questions that I think really um, drives my passion for drag and musical theatre. 
Well, that really resonates with me as well because I feel that the core principle that should permeate all human relationships is empathy, and it is always timely. Um, you know, especially so in in the year of 2020 when you know, so many things um, you know happening for us to just take a step back and you know think of others. Um, as well as of ourselves, but um, you know, having the this concern um, about uh, how others <clears throat> are feeling and and the kind of things they're going through, I feel that it is a very critical part of psychological wellness. Yes, I I really really agree. And in Singapore, that's something that I think a lot of people have repressed, and that's one thing that I want to do with my drag also um, is also to encourage people to express themselves more so that we learn more about stor about local stories and local lived experiences. And this is one of the reasons why with my drag I did decide to um, start the Fund for the Arts um, that's co affiliated with Action for AIDS. And we've actually held two charities which are raising money to help local artists tell local stories, local queer stories, to um, uplift these voices and to help to share these stories to improve empathy all around. Wow, that's really fascinating, Victoria. Now, on that note, Victoria also has a cameo role in our book, um, Conscious Beauty, which is dedicated to the Action for AIDS um, Fund for the Arts Fund as well. Now, Victoria, I feel that, you know, there's so much we can learn from you. And, um, you know, I've recently come across your YouTube channel as well, where I've noticed you managed to incorporate dermatology into drag. Would you like to share with us a little bit more about um, your perspectives on these? Yes, yes. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you, uh, Wan Lin, for inviting me to be part of your um, coffee table book, Conscious Beauty. And I think it was quite um, out of the box for you to be including a drag queen in that book. And I was very honoured to be part of that. And I think the whole idea on Conscious Beauty does apply to drag because, you know, what is drag but a way to poke fun at society's idea of what is beautiful and what is acceptable for women to wear. And that's actually what I try to do with my drag as well. You know, our drag is so exaggerated and we really blow everything out of proportion. And it leaves the viewer thinking, is this supposed to be what's beautiful? <laughs> so yeah, I think I think that's um, something I really like to convey with my drag. As for my YouTube channel, channel, yes, I did start a YouTube channel, especially during quarantine, as a way of expressing myself also. And I was trying to find a way to bring myself to the YouTube channel. You know, there are a lot of these YouTubers who, when they're doing makeup, they talk about things that they like. There's a very famous YouTuber, YouTuber who talks about makeup while talking about true crime, for example. And I wanted to use my expertise in dermatology to um, do it with makeup. So I've been trying to, in my dermatology and drag series, I've been trying to teach people about um, skin conditions while doing my makeup in a way that references the skin condition. So um, that that's my goal. Um, it's been quite well received and also not so well received and I'm learning as I go because I think there was one um, video which I did on vitiligo which actually got me into a bit of trouble because people thought I was making fun of vitiligo patients, which I would never do. Um, so it's, it's a learning process. Well, you know, I feel that the most important message that you've brought across in uh, your series of videos is, is really that of, um, you know, incorporating this sense of 
perspective, both as a dermatologist and, and you know, as a, a drag queen who is experimenting with makeup. And, um, you know, as you yourself has said, uh, you know, per perhaps providing a, a different viewpoint uh, from societal norms that really encourages um, the audience to, to reflect on their own, uh, you know, personal um, prejudices, sometimes biases. And, you know, in fact, I must say that uh, it was such an honor to be able to include you in our coffee table book uh, because, you know, in fact, you inspired me to um, add a, a little uh, parenthesis in front of our, uh, on the book cover, uh, in front of the word conscious beauty, which is um, un, right, in unconscious beauty, uh, because I've, I realized uh, through your story how much of our personal uh, perceptions and judgments uh, are made sometimes unconsciously but you know when you reflect on um, the, the nature of our beliefs and judgments nothing we do is unconscious it starts from somewhere so I think uh, Victoria it is true this um, you know awakening that uh, we each uh, you know as individuals of society can play our role to to really move forward in uh, encouraging others and developing love and empathy now you know Victoria, it's been such a pleasure for you to be on this podcast. Um, you know, before we conclude, you know, I just want to ask you for any final uh, comments or, or thoughts you have to share. Well, first of all, I'd just like to say how impressed I am with you. I would, I probably did expect this from you when we were training together that you would go far and do amazing things. And I'm, and watching your career, especially in the last two years, um, what, of what you've done has really, um, it has really inspired me and also made me proud that um, to call you a friend. So and and thank you for bringing me on this podcast. And um, I'd like to just let your um, listeners know as well that um, I think Singapore does have a long way to go when it comes to being uh, accepting of different standards of beauty and also different standards of uh, gender and sexual expression. So I think that's something that maybe uh, we can all work together to try to improve for our society. What a beautiful message, Victoria. For our listeners, I just want to share that I find the message of hope and acceptance in Victoria's story really uplifting and truly inspiring. We certainly need more of this in today's world of beauty. Beauty isn't and shouldn't be a cookie-cutter concept. Diseases of the skin and the hair are the most visible of all medical conditions. Patients with acne, eczema, psoriasis, or alopecia suffer as much psychologically or more as they do physically. As dermatologists, Victoria and I are acutely aware of the negative psychosocial impact of societal judgments and how this has to be addressed and at its very heart is an issue that should start with the individual. Learning about respect, love, empathy for others, and above all, unconditional acceptance. Well, thank you for joining us on this podcast, Dermatologist Talks, Science of Beauty, Victoria. It's been such a pleasure and a privilege to have you. Now, share with us where we can find you on your socials. Thanks, Wanlin. Um, you can find me on Instagram, and it's just at Wondersnatch. Um, I post most of my looks there, including my Dermatology and Drag series. And I'm also on YouTube, if you search Victoria Wondersnatch. My channel is actually growing at a decent rate, so I think I've been very inspired to do a lot of collaborations lately. So I've been using it to interview local drag queens, um, and also talk about, uh, and, and also bring people on to talk about their own queer experiences. So I think, I hope you can join me there too. 
Thank you all for joining us and till the next podcast. Thank you.